this is a, a camcorder TV production. Oh, 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 don't drop it, don't drop it! I mean, I've what waited for it, yeah. Is, does we been waiting for it, or have the listeners been waiting for it? Well, somebody has been waiting for this. Whether it's us, whether it's the audience, it's just, who knows. But the fact is, this particular podcast that we are doing right now is the moment somebody out there, either sitting here at this table, or somebody out there has been waiting for for a while. It is the best and worst movies of 2017. <laughs> Yeah. And of course, I am joined by my merry band of cohorts. To my right, the host of the Groovy Music Podcast, Alvin Cuts, Mr. J. Austin Duke. And to my left, the man, the myth, the legend, the great Zaxby himself, Zach King. So yep. if you're looking into your radio, left to right, you've got me, then Taylor, then Zach. Yes. I'm at the center of everything. Yes. Uh, That's of course correct. you are. Yes. At least in your own mind. And my mom's. Sometimes. Mm. And you have it. brothers, though. Yeah. She has a cat. You have a twin, too. She's that cute. Oh, <laughs> what, one of them happened to him? Yeah, did I not tell you? No. Yes, we did. Gentlemen, gentlemen, maybe a different time. Maybe a time when we're not on the air. What? <laughs> Dead Zachary, you guys been in the family. <laughs> let's have a, I, 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 okay. Let's have um, a mandatory uh, moment of silence. For the cat. That's not silence. <laughs> it's over. You ruined it. You ruined that. To, Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. And to, and, and to all the cat lovers we have in our audience, we do truly love animals. We just, we, we ask for, you know, we we understand. Do, we do love cats, just not the Andrew Lloyd Webber one. Anyway. We will cut you out from this thing right now. We are not doing this. I've never, I've never seen cats. I, I've never seen it. I, I don't know if I ever will. I don't think I have either, but I'm not a huge Andrew Weber fan. I think I. You're just mad because you didn't like Phantom. I think. Absolutely right. I think I saw a little bit of it on television on MPT back when I was like. Six? Well, it came to T-Pack when we were kids, so there were that ads might... for it everywhere. Yeah, I seem to remember that, too. Yeah. And then Dracula came out right after that. I remember that. Do you remember those ads? No. 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 Well. Moving <laughs> <laughs> on. So, we're, we're changing it up just a little bit. We've sort of refined the format a little bit, sort of cleaned some things up. Uh, right now, we're just going to go through the movies that... We have watched that were released in 2017, be it theatrical release, straight to DVD, or uh, straight to Netflix release. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do it a little bit differently. Instead of me starting off, I'm going to have you guys do it from where, uh, however I introduced you. So, Austin, you'll go first, then Zach, and then me. I will okay. go last. Okay. So, my, all the movies that I saw, all the 2017 releases that I saw, right? Yeah. I have 36. Oh, wow. I, I, I saw two more today. Wow, that's a lot more than I have. All right, here we go. And in no particular order, Split, Get Out, Logan, Kong Skull Island, The Shack, Beauty and the Beast, Boss Baby, Smurfs the Lost Village, The Case for Christ, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, 
War Machine, Captain Underpants, Wonder Woman, 47 Meters Down, Baby Driver, Spider-Man Homecoming, Dunkirk, Brigsby Bear, The Emoji Movie, The Glass Castle, It, Kingsman 2, Thor, Ragnarok, Victoria and Abdul, Murder on the Orient Express, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Justice League, Darkest Hour, The Disaster Artist, The Shape of Water, Star Wars The Last Jedi, The Post, Blade Runner 2049, The Greatest Showman, Goodbye Christopher Robin, and Marshall. Jeez. <laughs> Zach, you want to top that one? Uh, I have seen 20 and 1. That's about the best I can say. Uh, crap, man, you had a lot of time in your hands. <laughs> okay, so that's because of my job. I have I work in TV, so I'll have a show in like the morning and the mid-afternoon, but then I might have another show till that night, and it's, too, it's not time to go home, so I just started going to see cheap matinees. So for, I've been going at least once every two weeks for about a couple months now. And I read box a lot. So there's All that. Right. Hashtag red box. I watched, yeah, the, I watched two red box pickups today. Hmm. All right, Zach? I have seen, and this is just in the order in which they came out. I did not actually see them in this order. But uh, Split, Lego Batman, Logan, Kong Skull Island, The Great Wall, Baby Driver, Power Rangers, Ghost in the Shell, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Wonder Woman, The Mummy, Transformers, The Last Night, Spider-Man Homecoming, Dunkirk, It, Thor Ragnarok, Justice League, Murder on the Orient Express, Disaster Artist, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and one that was not a theatrical release but was a direct-to-DVD list, a direct-to-DVD release, is um, Justice League Dark. It's one of DC's animated films. Okay, and for me, again, in no particular order, uh, I saw 22 Logan Kong Skull Island Ghost in the Shell Split Guardians of the Galaxy 2 Wonder Woman The Mummy Baby Driver Spider-Man Homecoming Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets Dunkirk Get Out Murder on the Orient Express Justice League Thor Ragnarok The Babysitter Death Note Demon with the Atomic Brain The Disaster Artist Star Wars The Last Jedi twice actually Mm. The Shape of Water and The Post. When you said that you saw 22, I was thinking, well, it's the movie 22. I don't remember that. But this is 22 movies on your list. But, um, yeah, I thought that was a movie. Thank you. Hey, 42 is a movie a couple years ago, so it it's was. possible. I, for you guys, I like, for me, I like to monitor how many times I've actually gone to the movie theater. Uh, did y'all sort of keep track of that? I did you... didn't, but if you give me a few minutes, I can. I think this may have been a new record for me. I'm pretty sure. Well, I, um, I, I, I went probably more this year than I've ever been. I went a lot. Yeah. Uh, this year was a, another personal record for me. Uh, let's see. I, I saw a couple of these alone, too. That's, that's a fun experience. Oh, I go to movies alone all the time. Yeah. When you go to the movies on Monday afternoons at 2 o'clock, it's you and a couple old people. Yeah. That's... I saw Justice League by myself. So I, like, I went You were the only one in there? I was the only one there. Hmm. <laughs> I went to, went to Madison Theater at like 4 o'clock on a Thursday. It's just me. I went to the movies 18 times in 2017, which, again, that's a personal record, up by four from last year. Yeah, I meant to, I meant to watch the last episode, our last year's podcast before this one to make sure I had the right number, but I'm pretty sure this is, a, this is an increase from last year, I'm pretty sure. And Austin. I, 22. No way, yeah, there's no 22 way. 22 at the theater. Not, there's no way that's not an increase. 
Oh, this is this is like I said, that's more than I've ever and actually hit her in a year in my life. Actually, I just remembered. I apologize. Actually, my count is actually twenty two. I forgot. I saw uh, another DC animated release directed DVD, Batman Harley Quinn. It's another oh, one of their okay. short films. Nice. But yeah. All right. So, do we have any regrets? Any movies that maybe we wanted to see in the movie theaters, but we just didn't quite get a chance to, or maybe maybe a straight to Netflix release we didn't get to watch, or what say, gentlemen? I've got a, I've got a couple. How many do you want? Uh, as many as you want to give me. Okay. Well, I'm going to give. Two regular movies and one Netflix. Okay. All right. As far as just like movies I wanted to see, Phantom Thread, mm, um, yeah. starring Daniel Day Lewis um, and uh, P.T. Anderson, directed that one. Uh, also, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, I wanted to go see because I really like that director. Um, he directed a movie called The Lobster um, a couple of years ago, which I really enjoyed which you need to see because it's wonderful. It's also very, very strange. A man named Yorgos Lanthimos, he's a Greek director. They're not Greek movies, they're in English. They're, they're American movies, but yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, is he, is he the guy that has directed The Death of Stalin, or is that a different film? I don't think so. Okay. He did, no, the most recent thing before Killing of a Sacred Deer was uh, uh, The Lobster, and before that was uh, Dog Teeth. And as far as a Netflix movie that I wanted to see, I haven't seen um, Alkia yet. Is that the one about the weird hippopotamus-looking yes, creature? Yes, that's the one. Okay. My I... family saw it, um, but I wasn't home when they watched it. Okay. So eventually I'll get to watching that one, because that yeah. one was kind of interesting. I have three films. One I might actually get to see sometime this year, if it's still in theaters. And that's uh, The Greatest Showman. I haven't seen that yet. Go see it. I've, I've, I've heard good things. Um, I didn't get to see Shape of Water because of, of poor timing. I, I know I really feel like I need to go see that. Also, the limited release on that film, which really makes me angry to a certain extent. It was so difficult yeah, for us to find, find showtimes for. Um, the third one is a film I none of us saw, um, but it, it looked interesting. And I may, it may be a good thing I missed it. I don't know. That was The Lost City of Z. It looked oh, interesting. Yeah. And if Robert Pattinson can get his act together and you know and get back into being a good actor again after and get over the whole Twilight thing, um, and and actually make good films, he I mean he, he looked interesting. Yeah, have you seen the movie Remember Me? I haven't. Have you no. seen Cosmopolis? No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen Cosmopolis. Oh, it's okay. I, I need to, I need to check that out. But you need to check out Remember Me. That okay. Will, that movie will totally change your opinion on Robert Pattinson. Really? Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, Lost, okay. Lost I haven't City I of, haven't seen them in much of anything since the Harry Potters yeah. and the Twilight's back years ago. You're right. Lost City of Z did look interesting, and I did want to check it. I just never got around to it. Um, I don't. I think it kind of got like mixed reviews. Like that's kind of what I thought. Yeah. It's one of those that it's fine. Based on a true story, though. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. For me, I've actually got a handful. Uh, I wanted to see it in theaters. It's, oh, it was good. It was so good. It was good. Uh, also, I wanted to see Mother. Uh, oh yeah, I re- I missed that one. I really wanted to see it because I've actually, despite what the critics say, I've heard from people who've actually seen it personally that they really enjoyed it. I I would love to go see Mother. So, see. I mean, I can still go see Phantom Thread. I think it's still playing. And that was so another, we we can go see that one. Yeah, we're probably going to need to do that because yeah. I really want to watch that. I mean, anything that you have with Daniel Day Lewis is mm-hmm. a slam dunk. Or and, Paul Thomas Anderson. And, and that's what I was going to say. He's 
I love don't, P.T. Anderson. Don't hate me for saying this, Austin, but P.T. Anderson is actually my favorite Anderson. I know that him and Wes are not related, but I'm just saying, like... I respect your opinion. Um, I just, Wes Anderson will always hold a special place in my heart, but I do love P.T. Anderson. No, I, I love Wes Anderson. I do. I just, they are... They're very different, but yes. I would rather watch Wes Anderson. I just like the... Uh, P.T. Anderson kind of has a... There's a darkness to his movies a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. And that's that's what I most Well, There Will Be Blood is fantastic, and it The is. Master is one of my favorite movies. I would argue... Probably in the top... My top 50. I'd I put it in my top 50. Oh, for sure. I would argue that The Master, that was probably some of the finest... Oh, my gosh. It was incredible. So I can't wait to and see... And, of course, Phil Cy Hoffman. Mm-hmm. God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. Zach, have you, Zach, to Phil. To Phil. Zach, have you seen The Master? I haven't seen The Master, oh, no. Oh, you need to. I haven't. I don't think I've seen any. I've seen bits and pieces of Inherent Vice. Good one. That's the only bit of his I've seen, it's I think. Good. It's, 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 it has it's good. Pro, it has its Inherent Vice. <laughs> that's that's what I will say. <laughs> you go, it it has problems, but it's good. It's not a bad movie. It's not. It's a good, very good movie. It's it it just kind of the way it all ends up. It's kind of like, oh, that's what we're doing. Oh, oh, okay. It is worth watching solely for Martin Short's part. And oh I won't gosh. go, uh, I won't oh go my into gosh. specifics about it, but uh, yeah. I'll say the first two thirds make it worth it. The last third is fine. The first two thirds are really good. The part I'm having a hard time with, because I haven't seen Phantom Thread yet, this seems like a bit of a shift for him, maybe. I, I maybe I've never, I'm not familiar with P.T. Anderson's work. So, um... After what I saw in the Heron Wright, which is sort of a 70s kind of vibe, you know, film that's kind of gritty, gritty be the right word, I think, mm. to now doing a film about the fashion industry with Daniel Day-Lewis seems like a very strange shift well, to me. A lot of, no, he's a, he does a lot of different subjects. Okay. I mean, he made a movie in the 70s about the porn industry, so... True. He made a movie set in the early 1900s about the oil industry. Yeah. So now he's doing a movie set in whatever in the, time. I think it's the 50s. Is it the 50s? the 50s? It's post-war, isn't it? Uh, uh, Phantom Thread. I wonder, it looked like it was maybe the 30s or 40s. Really? I thought it was post-war. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just guessing, though. I could be totally wrong. But uh, So the, those three, and then I really wanted to see three billboards uh, outside so of good. Eden, uh, so Missouri. good. It's uh, so fantastic. I wanted to see that one, and then I also wanted to see uh, All the Money. Oh, yeah, that, I did want to see. Yeah, that one did look interesting. Um, uh, Christopher Plummer's up for an Oscar for it. Is it well, I'm, really? I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. surprised. Uh, Granted, it's Christopher Plummer. Does yeah. he get nominated every time he makes a movie? Yes, but he doesn't win all the time. He, he doesn't always win, but he at least gets nominated. Mm-hmm. No, this is like the first year where I'm not mad at myself when I see the nomination list for not having seen everything. I think I've seen all but a few of the nominated movies in all the categories. Yeah, this is definitely. It may, I'm, I'm kind of generalizing here, but it may be a, a better year for all three of us uh, in terms of watching I think we saw, yeah. films. Well, yeah, I think I we saw, saw a lot better. That's because the Oscar-nominated films this year were interesting. They were. Some, they're, some, they're, they're years, the, some <laughs> years the Oscar-nominated films are just a little too artsy even for us. Yeah. Or they don't play here or something. Yeah. Whereas this year they were like, there's a horror movie up for Best Picture this Which, year. That is great. That is fantastic. And it's ha, a great movie, too. Has a it's horror a movie good... ever won before? I, I'm not. I don't know that a horror movie's ever won um, Best Picture before, I don't think. I'm, Depends on what you consider horror, yeah, I think. If you consider Silence of the Lambs horror, uh, well, Anthony Hopkins did win an Oscar for that. Dude, that movie won everything. Yeah, it was a grand slam, if I remember correctly. Um, let's but, see what else. 
Like, I think that they, they hold the record until Return of the King. Was Return of the King a Grand Slam? I thought there were only two Grand Slams. I don't know. Um, Return of the King, um, I think, holds the record for the most Oscars. It does? Won. Okay. Yeah. What, were we, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> Movies. Movies that are good. Yeah. Yes. No. Well, we, we, in our uh, group discussion text, we kind of... I wouldn't, we, I wouldn't call it a debate, but we posed the question of, was this a better year for movies, or did, or did, we, did just we just see... see really good movies this year? Which... I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Like, us, we usually go for, when we go to the movies, we usually go see the fun ones. Yeah. yeah. We go see The Avengers. We go see Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We go see Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Like, last year, I had fantastic, a Harry Potter spinoff as my number one pick. I had a Star Wars movie in there. Right. It's completely different this year. True. Mine is so vastly different this year than well, it was last year. Although, I And, will... like, you know, taking time to go see what I want to see instead of just going... For fun. ...every right. now and then. Like, I can go and win some whatever I wanted. My number one may not come as a shock to y'all. So. Oh, I... I, I <laughs> you may not know what my number one is yet, I but I know what I yours do. is. Right. I know what yours is because we've talked about it. But I... You... You don't know what mine is, but you won't be surprised when I tell you. I, I don't, and I don't think I, I don't think I... I have no really idea what Zach's going to pick. Yeah, I have no I, idea what Zach's so going to pick. Frankly, I, I don't quite know either. I'm, I'm making this up <laughs> all along. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm weaving the web over here right now, just, just making it work. All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive right into it. Let's start out with the worst. Blah. You want to hear my worst? Yes. Okay. So overall, most of the I didn't see a ton of like awful movies. I have to agree. Like with there that, were, yeah. I don't think there were any that just made me just like incredibly angry at how bad they were. There were some that were not good. So my third worst, Justice League. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I agree with out that. Of what, yeah. Out of what I saw, that one, Superman being Superman was cool. Everything else was kind of boring. And the Flash is annoying. I heard the Flash TV show. I heard the Flash TV show is really good, but if he acts in the show how he acts in the movie, I no. can't do I've it. I've seen a little bit of the Flash TV show. Well, completely I heard the different show's really character. good because yeah. he was well, he was the act completely different actors too. Oh yeah, yeah. Too, it's not the yeah. same guy. No, and totally different production team, so different writers. But yeah, it was just kind of like he was the comic relief that wasn't relieving or comedic, just annoying. Um, all the stuff about like the Batman and wonder woman arguing about whatever nonsense they were arguing about was dumb superman getting mad and trying to kill them was dumb but at the very end when superman showed up and decided to just be superman it was awesome yeah everything else about that movie was not see oddly enough because if y'all remember i put batman and uh, batman, batman yeah superman as the, the, the absolute worst movie still haven't seen it i will watch it one day i just haven't yet you need to Honestly, i need to experience it i I actually enjoyed Justice League. I didn't think it was a bad I didn't movie. hate Justice League. Yeah. It was just that out of what I saw, you know, right. I needed something. But you did, to your credit, though, you did see a lot more, you did see a lot more of the Oscar pictures than I did. I, I only did. Saw I saw. Few, but... Yeah. All right. Um, are we going to stick with my list or are we going around to do threes like we had done before? Just... Or am I just giving mine? Uh, go ahead and give yours. Okay. All right. Number two, the Emoji Movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm surprised it sits this low on the list. I that 
It had a 2.1 on IMDb. Well, I have something worse. What oh, could be worse? So the Emoji Movie... I haven't seen I don't, it, and I stayed away I from it for a reason. I don't hate it as much as I hated Angry Birds last year, but it was still bad. I mean, it's it was like the story. There was a story that made kind of sense. Mm-hmm. It was just the, the whole concept was just dumb. And when you start with a dumb concept, like you either got to work really hard to make it work, or it's going to fail. And it just wasn't good. There and the jokes were kind of lame and like even for a kids movie it was like this is not good the message was kind of confused i'm not really sure what the message was if i think there was one i just don't know what it was oh and also if you have really cool emojis you can get the girl of your dreams that's the message that's the message you get a cool emoji you send it to a girl and she's like oh my gosh it's a cool emoji we should date did you see it zach I I ha- I haven't seen it. No, I, I've stayed away from it. <laughs> you usually no, look, see look, garbage. Look, look. You usually I go usually see, see garbage. <laughs> I usually see crap. I watched this was a film I said in the last podcast. The last when we did this last year, I went ahead and wrote it off, saying, you know, I'm the kind of guy who gives movies a chance. That's why I saw Great Wall. That's why I saw Power Rangers. That's why I saw. I wanted to see the Hitman's Bodyguard, and wanted, and I but I didn't get to see it. Um... I wanted to see these odd films that I said, you know what? They don't look good, but I'm going to give them a shot. Didn't even waste my time on it. I did well, not see, give it the okay, time Okay, I did not day. go to the theaters to see it. My parents bought it to show the kids at the church lock-in, and then we just watched it at home because why not? That's still bad. If you want a little movie to show your kids, show them Boss Baby. Don't show them Emoji Movie. Oh, gosh, no. Boss Baby is still weird, but it's kind of delightfully weird. They'll enjoy it. You'll find things to appreciate yeah. about it. Yeah. It's better than the Emoji movie. I saw the I Smurfs s- this year. Smurfs put out a decent Smurfs movie this year. Like, remember the huh. other two, the ones with like Neil this Patrick has Harris? has been a good year. Were not good. <laughs> Those were bad. This one is, it's what a Smurfs movie is supposed to be. It's just Smurfs. There's no real people in it. It's just Smurfs being Smurfy, and it's fine. It's exactly what it should be. Is it great? No. Is it awful? No. It's exactly where it should be. Smurf, yeah. So it's that's just, my it's just Smurfs being Smurfs. I'm gonna put that on the it's put that on, put on the DVD. So that's my opinion on kids' movies this year. And now for the what I enjoyed the least, the movie that was just painful and aggravating to watch. I watched the same night as the Emoji movie because this is what you get when you let my dad pick a movie on Netflix. We watched Forty Seven Meters Down. Really. Okay. Yeah, Dad, I haven't Dad seen likes it. Likes all those like suspenseful, like kind of B movies, like Taken. We've seen all the Taken. <laughs> we saw the we watched the Shallows. Was the Shallows good? Was it not? Because Forty Seven Meters Down looked like an interesting concept. It wasn't a film I was it's, actually going to go watch, but good. no, it, it wasn't. It was just so dumb. It, it, everything about it just kind of was just another layer of dumb. There's a fake-out ending that's like, oh, really? Of course. And Honestly, 47 Years Down and Emoji Movie are really close together. Like, if they're down at, like, barely above zero, Justice League is a few rungs above it. Justice League is significantly separated from those. But would you and say, it's, would you it's say that... It's not bo- as bad as them. It's just, it got stuck next to them, but it's much better than either one of them. Would you say that, that they're both about, say, 40 meters down? <laughs> 
You know, I knew you were going to make that pun as soon as you started. You, you, you walked into it. No. Take a lap. Take a lap. I'll be right back, people. Ladies and gentlemen. So that's my three worst movies of 2017. All right. Okay, I'm back. Zach is the Flash, so you know. uh, He will be taking over in the next Justice League. No. No one's ever seen a fat Flash before, but this is going to be. Well, that's because he's so fast, you can't see him. He's like, see there? See there? All right, what's your third worst movie? Frankly, it's a good sign to think of how good this year has been. There's only. I had no problem choosing the worst three from this list. There wasn't like, oh, well, this movie I saw, I saw three bad films this year and that was it. And that's just kind of, you know, that's number three on the list is maybe a little bit, may not be strange, but it's Power Rangers. Okay. Not, not for the reason you think now. Yes. Is there an alien version of Brian Cranston? Yes. Is there very little power ranging going on? Yes. It's not bad for those reasons. It's bad because they sold their soul out to Krispy Kreme Donuts. Okay. <laughs> what? Let, let me Please explain. explain. Okay. You, you know that scene from Wayne's World where they make fun of product placement? Yeah. The movie's a lot like that, except they're not making fun of it. Oh. They have to find... Spoiler alert for those who actually care to see the Power Rangers movie. Um... They're, the the villain is after something called a Zeo crystal. It's the source of all life on the planet, and that's why they were fighting in Angel Grove millions of years back when the dinosaurs were around and all that. You know, so that fits out in the plot line. But they finally figure out where the Zeo crystal is. It's underneath a Krispy Kreme donut shop. And instead of saying, "Hey, we're gonna find the crystal all the time," hey, we gotta go to the Krispy Kreme. We gotta save the Krispy Kreme. The villain is like, "Where is the Krispy Kreme?" You know, it's 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 so blatantly watch the everything wrong with. Uh, from Cinema Sense about Power Rangers, he gets into it a certain, to a certain extent of how often the Krispy Kreme is mentioned, and like it's in the fighting montage when they're learning how to be Power Rangers, they do something inside the Krispy Kreme. It didn't really hit me how bad it was until I went to work the next day and I walked by the Krispy Kreme like stand at work and I saw the advertisement for Power Rangers on the package and I went, "That's a weird product." He like Coke, I get. Pepsi, I get. McDonald's, I get. Krispy Kreme? Has there ever been a Krispy Kreme product placement movie? I don't think there I has. I can't think of one. Okay, an Ed Wood-esque backroom deal took place in that. That's yeah, all oh, I I'm can pretty think sure. of. That's, yeah. That is bizarre. Unless the owner of Krispy Kreme, like the CEO, had a daughter or son who was really in the Power Rangers, and they went to Saban and said, hey, we want you to make, th- we're going to make this film, but we're going to put ourselves all over it. Which means that next year we're going to get a Mark Wahlberg movie sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. Because Dunkin' Donuts! Dunkin' Donuts! We gotta go to Dunkies! Yankee sucking go Red Sox! Mark Wahlberg from Boston! He doesn't talk like this. Sweet Caroline! Bum, bum, bum! Good times never felt so... Stop there. Yeah, copyright infringement is just... He stopped touring. He has Parkinson's. Yeah, we're sad. Our our thoughts go out to Neil Diamond. We're we're sorry to hear that. Yeah. Daniel. Daniel. Okay, number two on the list is actually one I'm sure is going to be on your list. I'm almost guaranteeing it's on your list somewhere. That's the Mummy. 
Oh, I didn't go see that one with you guys. I oh, that yeah. Do uh, you want to wait and we yeah. talk about it together? Okay, it's on there. We're gonna we're gonna wait. I've seen some to be continued. Of it. I have not heard anything good about it. Oh, it's <laughs> it's hard to find something good about it. It's true. It's Does true. Tom Cruise run. Oh, yeah. Oh, he runs a lot. All yeah. His running could not save it. No, really? he could not outrun this. Tom Cruise running saves everything. Almost like Tom Hanks peeing. Not this one. Not this one. You could not run away from this. Oh, Maybe man. if Tom Hanks did appear in this movie, that like, might make out, it better. Out of the bathroom, it might have saved yeah, it. No. Maybe. Tom, Tom, Tom Cruise. Hanks, Tom Hanks pees in every movie, and Tom Cruise saves the world by running. Tom Cruise can run fast, but not fast enough to escape the uh, the horribleness that is this film. It, no, yeah, that sounds. Yeah. Um, okay. Number three on the list should really be no surprise if you remember. Wait, number one, or number three. Number one, okay. number one. Sorry, number one. The worst film of this year, and frankly, the, it was it was the worst by miles. Transformers: The Last Night. This really shouldn't come as really? a surprise. Oh, yeah. yeah, again, not, not I read boxed it and felt it. didn't see it. It felt I was cheated out of a dollar fifty. Oh, that's bad. There is now mostly of it because okay, let's say it this way: there are moments. There's a lot of moments in this movie where there are no plot, and that's the good moments. How does the that plot even, what? is so bad. That's, that's how bad that's it really is. That's really terrible. Besides, now, besides the fact they worked Anthony Hopkins into this thing and making the poor man slum it, um, Mark Wahlberg is back, although it doesn't really fit. He's just, he's in it. It's a really long, it's a really long film, too. It's it's so oh, long, but they don't have the a, worst. they don't ha- really have, and like, Stanley Tucci is back in this one, but not as the character he played in the last film. He plays Merlin, who's a drunk, because they do medieval times with... All st- again, there's everything a lot of you're stuff going. Oh, awful. oh, and everything you're saying sounds they awful. Even, they even <laughs> screw up their own timeline. Well, that's not surprising because Steve Buscemi's in this movie, and uh, he's a chair. He's a chair. He's a chair. He's a chair. <laughs> so, for any of those of you who watch McNeil Hershaw, hopefully you appreciated that reference. I know that none of you do because nobody watched McNeil Hershaw. But that, and no one listens to this, but that's okay. It's based off of a real... I heard that. <laughs> hey, there are more nobodies listening to you than there are nobodies listening to mine. That is true. That is true. You insulted our audience. How can I insult someone who isn't there, Taylor? As far as I'm concerned, we're making this for ourselves. There is no audience. There is no internet. We're in a cave with microphones somewhere... These wires don't go anywhere. They're they're not even plugged in. These mi- these microphones aren't even plugged in. These are magic microphones. There are no batteries in here. <laughs> can, can I finish the by talking about horrible Michael and Bay we film? Never walked on the moon. Okay. But you know who did walk on the moon? The Transformers. Yes. Okay. So apparently, okay. So weird workarounds. But anyways, um. So, for those of y'all who remember the first film, did, if I remember correctly, from that film, didn't Bumblebee just kind of show up at about that same time? That's when the Transformers first... Wait, first film, first film Shia LaBeouf or first film Mark Wahlberg? First film Shia LaBeouf. It's been a long time since I watched that, I, but okay. Yeah, it's been a while. He was a Camaro or something. Yeah, apparently, Bumblebee fought with the Allies back in World War II against the Nazis for... That was my thing. I'm like, this doesn't fit any of the timelines you guys have given us in the last four films. Does it, no, do these You're exist screwing in the, with your own timeline. The they do. They do. Okay. Yeah. They do because there's a secret society in these films they introduce. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It gets worse. It's called the Witwickens. 
Yes! Yes! Oh, I know. <laughs> you, I, oh my god. I sat through this film. Why did you put yourself in this This is awful. Because I love the audience out there and I need them to know about this. We need to make an award for next year for whichever one of us watches the worst film. I I will win every year. It's It's always Zach who suffers the most. But you know what? I appreciate the sacrifice that you make for everyone here at Camcorder TV. Thank you. You watch the terrible, god-awful movies so we don't have to. Thank you. Anyway, Secret Society, someone's related to Merlin, and like one of the main characters related to Merlin, not Mark Wahlberg. That would have been interesting. Um, there's a World War One tank transformer. That's interesting. Um, there's a poorly acted French transformer that could be offensive. That's also, you know. Um, the Transformers are always offensive. Yeah, the Transformers that, are that, That's their offensive character for that show. Um, Dude, would you, would John Goodman was back again in this one, slumming it again Aww, as a Transformer. Like that's, Goodman. He's good. He's would always you, good. Would you make the argument that the, some of the Transformer caricatures that we see in these films make Jar Jar Binks look good. Oh, yeah. No, I'd say that. I'd say oh, that. I, They're in the same league, I'd say. Yeah, the, see, but the thing about Trans, Jar Jar Binks is stupid, but Phantom Menace, in my opinion, is still okay. Yeah. Transformers is as if every character is Jar Jar Binks. Yes. As if... As if... Should... should I pray, Disney, do not do this unless you... Give, see, let us see the script first. If Disney ever has them do Gungans, a Star Wars movie, that's what Transformers is. <laughs> Speaking of Phantom Menace, okay, so I, this movie didn't make my list, but because I only saw a little bit. Hang on, I'm getting to it. Because I only saw a little bit of it yesterday because my mom was watching it when I walked through. So I saw like maybe 20 minutes total of it out of order. Silence which I don't know if it came out last year or the year before last. It's about the mission. It's a Martin Scorsese film about the missionaries I in Japan. I think that was last was it, was it year. It was last year, 2016. Whatever. Whatever. Point is, I'm watching that and I'm looking up, why is Qui-Gon Jinn in this? <laughs> because it's Liam Neeson in robes with long hair. <laughs> if he Qui-Gon had his Jin. beard, what, Wasn't be Adam Qui-Gon Driver Jin. in that film as Adam well? Adam Driver's in it and Andrew Garfield is in it. <laughs> so I'm it's, sure it's good. It's Qui-Gon Jinn, Kylo Ren, and Spider-Man. Yeah. Is that what? It's on Hulu. I'll sit down and watch it one day. That beats my fan fiction. So. But, anyways. <laughs> but yes, back to Transformers. Just real quick, probably the thing that really just made me the angry, besides the fact that the plot made no sense and none of it made any sense, and the and there's and they're also winding up for another sequel because really they end it with like there could be another sequel because Chinese markets Good they point. love the this Chinese film, and I'm also pretty Chinese sure it's even being produced by a Chinese company. So probably. Chinese production the Chinese company do love Transformers. Um. Is that I don't know I cannot remember what the man's name is, but um, the butler from Downton Abbey. Oh yeah, I, I know you're talking about. I can't remember his name. He plays a butler transformer. Oh in my this gosh! Film. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I get I to hate hear him this movie, and I get I to hear him say movie. lines. Uh, do you know that song? Do you sing some that rap song called "Move, Get Out of the Way"? Yeah. yeah. You get to hear him say lines from I that. I hate this movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I hate this movie. One of my favorite characters from Downton Abbey is rapping. As a robot. As a robot. Who is a butler. Who is a butler. This is I hated this film so much. This has been such a catharsis. Yes, we're moving okay. on. Oh my God. <laughs> I might be able to save your ears a little bit. So, oh my God. for me, I only really had... 
two movies that were just so bad they had to be on the worst list. Uh, one of them being Valerian, The City of a Thousand I, um, I kind of wanted to see this film, but you talked I, me I out had of it some after. Inter- I had some interest in it, but well, not no, enough interest to go see it. No, it was, it's not really worth your time. Really? I'll go ahead and tell you that. Okay. Uh, the, the biggest problem with the film is that I feel like they did not market it well enough because I was under the impression that the chick was Valerian. She was not. Uh, Valerian was the dude. See, I had no preconceptions about this film. And he was awful. Like as an actor, as a character, as, or both? Uh, no, as, a, as an actor. Like oh, he, really? He and Kara, uh, I'm going to but- butcher her last name. Is it Develine? Develine? I have no idea who you're talking about. Well, she played the witch in um, Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so she played Lorelei. So it's Valerian and Lorelei, which is Lorelei? This comic book, I, I know, Gilmore Girl reference over there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Focus, boys, but focus. The, but not the Lorelai that we all know and love. It's, Lauren Graham would have made that movie better, just a little bit. She would have made that movie just a little bit. better, I think. I think Lorelai Gilmore would have made that movie better. Just her, just it wouldn't have made sense, better. but it would have worked. Well, it wouldn't have made sense. Honestly, that, she would have made all these movies better. It wouldn't have made sense, but it would have been better. But at that point, does it really matter? No. Just no. Just, as long as we interject some sort of redeeming quality in this movie, that, so, that we, so that we feel like the money we just wasted is a waste. <laughs> it, so, is this what you feel like when we talk about Skyrims? Is this what this is? Because I'm out of it right yes, over here. The whole, the whole thing about the chair... It was mentioned in a McNeil Hershaw skit, but it was also a, based off of a real-life conversation. These two were talking about Skyrim. There was some glitch in the system where one of the characters was literally a chair. And, of course, me not playing Skyrim, I had no idea what they were talking about. And so that's where that skit evolved. But anyway, back to Valerian. The, they, those two had no chemistry at all. Um, and apparently Luke Besson had been working on this movie for years. Like, this was like... Yeah, yeah, I've heard, like, I heard that. Uh, because he was a big fan of the comic strip, which the comic strip was big in France uh, back in the 60s, I believe. Uh, Valerian hmm. and Lorelei. Okay. So he basically wanted to take this comic book and turn it into a film. I will say that the special effects and all of the intergalactic stuff going on in the mix is pretty cool. Um, it's interesting to see... I just wish that he had an equally mesmerizing script to back it up, which he did not. I could basically see the ending of this movie coming from a mile away. Like, less than halfway through the movie, I figured out how it was going to end. It was pretty bad. Uh, Dang. But I could have forgiven that had it been they had gotten someone better to play Valerian, because he had no chemistry with Lorelei. He, he was... Who, who was it? Who was the? Actor? I don't even. I don't know his name, but he's the guy that played the Green Goblin in the Amazing Spider-Man Two. So automatically, yeah. So you right you, there, you told me about this. You said he was supposed to be kind of a, a what's the word you used? Um, kind of a, almost like a Han Solo-y kind of character. Yeah, kind of like a cavalier, a ladies' man, a scoundrel of sorts. Kind yeah, of, kind of, you know. And you just that's you, not the guy you cast for no, that for that role. No, that's not. He was just like, hey, he doesn't even look right for the role. Yeah. They look like they were 12. Yeah, they did look... Yeah. I thought... Are they not? Well, no. I mean, they're in their, like, 
early to mid twenties. Okay, I thought they were teenagers. I yeah, thought I thought was, they I were. Thought this yeah, was about teenagers. No, yeah, see what? To be, well, I thought they were like fourteen. She's supposed to be a little bit younger, but I think Valerian oh is supposed God. to be, you know, like maybe mid to late twenties, possibly early thirties. Yeah, because they were completely miscast. <laughs> God. Um, Folks, if you want a hot guy in space, you get Chris Pratt. Come on. <laughs> Have we not learned anything from Passengers and Guardians of the Galaxy? And to make things even stranger. He's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. Rihanna's in it. Her oh, that's because Rihanna movies are always great. Well, I have to, shown you Battleship. To be fair, she was probably one of the few redeeming parts of Battleship. That's, she, that's bad. That, yeah. That's bad. She actually managed to make this movie... A, well, hold on. a Valerian or Battleship? Battleship. She okay, off Battleship. She was not redeeming in this movie. Oh, she oh, wasn't? Okay. I, her character was just... I felt like it was... It was just a subplot that went nowhere. You know, you, you thought maybe she was going to unlock some great thing. She didn't. Like, it was a complete... It was a non-sequitur. The, the whole thing. It was It was terrible. And the, her, some of her dialogue was, like, really cheesy. And when I say cheesy, I mean it borders on Inspector Gadget 2 cheesy. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. That's not even Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Was French, that French Stewart? I'm talking French Stewart here. What happened to that guy? I have no idea. That is for another time. We're going to, you know what? The, the, you the French Stewart po- podcast, what happened to French, French Stewart? Stewart. <laughs> I'll tell you special. Where is he now? He's over here. I found him. But there's really Some not, of this log. There's really not a whole lot I can say about it. It's just it, pretty a really boring storyline. Uh, the acting was not great. I think the most tour de force performance of this movie was a cameo brought to you by Ethan Hawke. Oh, <laughs> and you don't like Ethan Hawke? I, 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 he's okay. I, I'm not a, I'm not a Mark Ruffalo guy. Mark Ruffalo's and Adrian Brody are my two bugaboos. I don't understand why you don't like him. Of course, I don't like Vincent D'Onofrio. Sorry, I don't. I don't, I don't mind any of these guys. In there. Okay, Adrian Brody, I understand. He just looks pretentious as heck, but that's just... Um, that's just What's your other him. one? The worst movie of the year, I thought, was The Mummy. Uh, they... I don't know how you feel about it. They could have made a good movie. I think there so, yeah. There were some things that they had... It, they just threw a whole bunch of stuff at it. Yeah. They were hoping that something would stick. There were some elements there that could have worked. I liked the idea of a female mummy. Mm-hmm. Um, she was good. She was good. Mm-hmm. But I think it was way too premature to add Russell Crowe in the mix as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I do. I Also, um, to even even if you include Dr. Jekyll, to also include Mr. Hyde in the same film. To just sort of like, you know, just kind of like... I'm just saying like, you know, like... Jekyll shows up, but not Hyde. He's just Dr. Jekyll. I mean, it's not as funny as you think. When you really think about it, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. maybe introduce Dr. Jekyll. Jekyll but don't do the other side. Just okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Especially not with what they did. There really wasn't that big of a difference between the two. There wasn't, no, like, wasn't like... There wasn't. It, it was, was just CG. him doing a different voice. That's all it was. It was just... It was CG Russell Crowe with green skin. Yeah, just, like, uh, barely green skin. Just a little green tinging. Uh, Russell Crowe was probably the high point of the movie. And yes. He was too... Lame yeah. And, and for those who who are avid listeners of the show, you know my love for secret organizations that fight supernatural entities. Films, mm-hmm. Hellboy, The Last Witch Hunter, Van Helsing. You know my love for these films. 
they had a, a secret society that fights evil in this film. It didn't save it for me. It did not. <laughs> doesn't doesn't matter how many gill man hands and glass cases you show me, it does not help this film. So there was no chemistry between Tom Cruise and Annabelle Walls. Uh, they didn't... It just wasn't convincing at all. They were pretty flat, like uh, the flat earth theory, if that analogy holds. It does. It does for this, yes. There was a lot going on... I know what you mean, but I hate you for making that reference. But to... to Honestly, I would have rather watched a, a flat earther debate a scientist. It would have been at least more comedic. It would have, it would have had more comedic value. Right. Well, see, that's the thing. They couldn't figure out what they wanted to do with the film. They couldn't figure out, do they want to go straight up horror? Do they want to do action? Which is, there was a lot of action in this film. a lot of action. Um, or they couldn't figure out if they wanted to go comedy route sometimes, too. Because they had some th- comedy thrown in there. Or attempts, let me phrase, attempts yeah, at comedy. that's a better... Because they, tr- they tried this device in the movie basically did an American Werewolf in London style thing where basically Tom Cruise's friend in the beginning got killed, came back as a zombie, tried to kill everybody on the plane, and then the plane crashed, he died, but his spirit kept popping in and out telling Tom Cruise, dude, you just gotta submit to her, which really isn't too far off from what he actually said, which is kind of the scary thing. Yeah, no, he's Uh, not. Was not funny. No. Um, You know, that, that... really only worked in American Werewolf in London. Yeah. So. And also, that's not the only reference to another horror film they make. They include the Book of the Dead from the Brendan Fraser mummy movie in there as well as a throwaway scene. Just because it, it doesn't... Like, are they the same like, film? Is this a are lot of not? just because things in Oh, this just movie? because. Yeah, there's a lot of like, just because uh... in this film. Um, also, the ending makes no sense. I have no idea what they're where they're going with this. Well, they were going for the, okay. an expanded. Oh, that's yeah. We're getting to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the other thing about this film. Okay, so let's let's do a little history here, and I may let Taylor fill in. He's he's better. He's been in this a lot longer than I have. Well, what I was gonna say, I, I know where you're getting at. Yeah. What I was gonna say is that you know they made they made references to the Brendan Fraser films mm-hmm. and it kind of scares me a little because i'm sort of under the impression that the person who actually wrote the script for this movie may have not even realized that there was at least 80 years of material to work with in terms of the franchise that is the mummy there there there's a, there was an entire series of films that predated the brendan fraser films by at least 60 or 70 years, going all the way back to 1932. And I did kind of like the idea of them put burying her in Iraq because her she was so unholy that they couldn't bury her in Egyptian ground. That kinda yeah, uh, yeah, that's an interesting idea. They really screwed the pooch when it came to what they could have done with the mummy and what they actually did. Yeah. What, what I was going to get into is the whole cinematic universe in general. Mm-hmm. Um... Again, going to do a little time travel here. Mm-hmm. To, to be quite honest, the Universal Monsters is technically the first cinematic universe ever, to a certain extent. Yeah. They were the first ones to have interlocking films mm-hmm. that, that were part of each other or have characters reappear in the same film together. And that's kind of right. the first... Is that really a cinematic universe? But it's, it's similar. Right, especially in the 40s, because what you had was in, like... Whenever the second cycle of the Universal Monster movies came about in the 19, late 30s, early 40s, how the Frankenstein and the Wolfman franchises sort of merged together, 
eventually you would have the later films take place all in the same location. Most of them all sort of centered around this little village called Viseria. Frankenstein would keep coming out, and then the Wolfman would make his way in, and then somehow Dracula fl flew into the mix. No pun intended. Mm -hmm. So you are right. In a, in a lot of ways, Universal Monsters was the first, if not one of the first, expanded universe franchises to ever come out. Yeah. So they are technically walking on hallowed ground here to a certain extent with what they're doing. Oh, you can say that again. <laughs> yeah. Um, More like stomping. Stomping, yeah. Okay, they're treading on hallowed ground, and they're doing it poorly. Okay, we all realize there are cinematic universes out there. We know the MCU. We know the DCCU, whatever you, heck you want to say that. Um, the king of the monsters or whatever the monster the monster verse that uh the godzilla king kong that's also being done by legends Which by legendary they're, they're doing a way better job yeah so they're doing a better, way better job so much better. so much better job um okay we realize these universes exist but they're subtle you don't scream it out on the freaking like as part Wasn't of your like title but no, yes title. Un it goes it goes universal pictures normal way does the reverse goes black dark universe i'm like no with that one thing right there i went oh gosh well, didn't we hear this every time they try to remake or do something with a like universal monster character like with, they have to reboot it, every time Frank and sign to say we're gonna do it over we're gonna start the monster universe no it, dracula untold this is no. it nope this one Mo mummy nope. this one starts it this one no no and they have finally decided to kill it they're not gonna good because they, they can't do it no they good. can't um, Either they need to get someone else on it. Get Guillermo del Toro. Get someone who well, knows. They, they actually approached del Toro, and I, if I'm not mistaken, the story is, is that he either turned them down, or it's the other way around. He approached them, and they said no. If it's that's if that's the story, he approached them, and then said no. Then they're the idiots. Because mm -hmm. um, that, I mean. They gotta get someone in there. If they're gonna do it, they gotta do it right, and that's just kind of. Well, I think they. At least for now, uh, that has been it, it's been the kibosh has been put put down uh, because they they had a f full plans to remake the Wolfman, the Invisible Man, Bride of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein was actually going to be the next film released mm -hmm. in 2019, and uh, from what I understand, they actually canceled it. Are they still doing the? Uh... Creature from the Black Lagoon with oh that one actually yeah. sounded interesting. Well, it's like but. like right out of the gate, you know, they had the Dark Universe. They were really promoting the crap out of that. Mm -hmm. And what really made me cringe was when they first launched the trailer. You had Russell Crowe say, "I know you will see a world." Welcome to a welcome to welcome to the monsters. And if you're a classic monster fan. That is a that line is a huge deal because that line is uttered in one of the greatest classic monster films of all time, The Bride of Frankenstein, and some say it is the greatest classic horror monster film of all time. And for them to use that line, which is dare I say sacred in that lore, just right out of the gate, mm -hmm. oh boy, <laughs> they really, they really, again, they really screwed the pooch. So now that we've gotten the bad out of the way. Let's bring in the good. We're going to save the good for part two. Until then, thanks for playing along, everyone. We'll see you soon.
What advice do you have for podcasters out there who aim to turn their passion into a lucrative profession? Well, that uh, is a question that uh, is presented to me um, quite often, and I'm not sure I have a, a great answer for it. It's, uh, I, I will say this, that whenever I'm asked uh, you know, these days what it would take to, to be a successful podcaster, my first reaction would be to say, I have no idea, because the podcasting landscape has changed so much over the past uh, six or seven years. When we started... Um, it was still very small, even though podcasting had been around five or six years at that point. Well, I don't know about you, but my 2018 is certainly off to a very big start. On January 10th, tune in to Count Rahun's Feature of Fright to listen to Interviewed by a Vampire Number 15 with David Cummings. Yes, enjoy this little one-on-one -on -one discussion that I have with the executive producer and host of the No Sleep Podcast. It's sure to keep you up at night. <laughs> you know, because it's it's the the no the No Sleep Podcast. So you, you know you're so scared that you don't sleep. Uh, Yes, tune in on January the 10th. Subscribe to Count Rahun's Feature of Fright on iTunes today so that you can listen to Interviewed by a Vampire number 15 with David Cummings. It will also be available on TuneIn Radio, YouTube, and of course, camcordertv.com. Hello, Internet Land. This is Austin Duke from Camcorder TV and 4077 Productions. Do you like music? you like the songs you hear on the radio but wish you could hear more like them? Well, then check out our new podcast, Album Cuts, where I take a look at entire musical albums and go through every single song, not just the singles, and uh, see what you're missing out on if you only listen to the radio. Again, that is Album Cuts from Camcorder TV and 4077 Productions. This has been a Camcorder TV production. Thank God you didn't break it.